Rojbaş, this is the Kurdish edition podcast and I'm your host Sardar Saadi. A cage, high walls, wire fencing, electronic doors, CCTV cameras. A cage, high walls, wire fencing, electronic doors, CCTV cameras. Surveillance cameras gazing at 20 individuals. Men wearing oversized garments. Men with loose-fitting clothes hanging off them. Early in the morning at 6, guards came in like dead collectors and heaved us out of bed. Within a few minutes, they took us to a tightly confined cage. It is now almost two hours since they brought us here. These hours have been really tough. It's hard being imprisoned, being locked in a cage. We have now been in prison on Christmas Island for a whole month. It is hard being a prisoner. This is the beginning of uh, the chapter 5 of uh, Behruz Bouchani's uh, No Friend But The Mountains, uh, writing from Manus Prison uh, book. Uh, this book is uh, uh, coming out in uh, Canada and in the United States in the month of June and for this occasion I did an interview, uh, a short interview with uh, Behruz uh, via WhatsApp uh, application but uh, of course the internet uh, uh, was very uh, weak uh, so we had uh, some difficult times to uh, Build the connection. Uh, Behruz Bouchani is a Kurdish Iranian writer, journalist, uh, scholar, cultural advocate, and filmmaker. Uh, this book uh, that I just mentioned won the Victorian Prize for Literature, uh, which is Australia's uh, richest uh, literary prize, and uh, also the Victorian uh, Premier's uh, Prize for Nonfiction. Bouchani has written for the Kurdish language magazine Virya. He is also an honorary member of Penn International and he has won many awards, uh, among them Amnesty International uh, Australia Media Award. He publishes regularly with Guardian and his writings also features in the Saturday paper, Huffington Post, the New Matilda and the Financial Times, among others. Uh, Behruz graduated from uh, Terbiyat Muallem University and uh, Terbiyat Mudarris University both in Tehran uh, in Iran and he holds a master's degree in political science, political geography and geopolitics. Uh, as Behruz will talk about that during the podcast, in 2013 he was illegally detained on Manus Island uh, uh, which is a refugee detention center off the coast of Australia. And he has been there ever since. Uh, Behruz, thank you so much for accepting this interview. I know it is a very difficult time in uh, Manos uh, Island. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 I can hear you. Thank you so much for accepting uh, this interview. I know it is a very difficult time in Manos Island and just uh, building this connection uh, uh, takes a lot of effort. I will ask you about the uh, situation, but let me first uh, congratulate you on the publication of your book and uh, winning the prestigious uh, Victorian Prize for Literature. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. You know, the, yeah, 
our situation is really uh, difficult. I will ask so, you about the situation, you know, the, uh, but uh, yeah. again, a really big congratulations. And as I told you, your book is coming out in June in North America by uh, House of Anansi Press. Uh, so let me uh, begin with this question uh, for the interest of uh, your Canadian and American readers. Uh, who's Behrouz and how you came to the point of writing such a book? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it is a big achievement for someone like me in a remote island that this book finally reached to international readers. So, you know, long time ago when I have started to write this book, you know, I was thinking about uh, unknown readers. So I didn't write this book for human, you know, human rights defenders or uh, people in Australia. Yeah, I wrote this book for unknown readers, so I think it is a big achievement, and it is the only the beginning because we have contact with many international publishers around the world, uh, in uh, Europe, and other countries. So hopefully, we publish this book in and end of this uh, year in many countries. At least, I think twenty. Uh, countries. So I, you know, I am a, a Kurdish uh, journalist and novelist. I left uh, Iran in 2013, on May 2013, and I went to uh, Australia. I left Iran because of my journalism and cultural uh, activities. So I didn't feel safe with the authorities there because they arrested some of my colleagues and put them uh, in the jail, so it was very dangerous for me. So I left Iran, and that time I went to Indonesia. I was there, I think, for about three months. Then I went to Australia by boat. Uh, unfortunately, you know, our my our my first uh, travel uh, trip, you know, our boat uh, broken, and uh, the. Indonesian Navy uh, arrested us and put us in the jail. So after two weeks, I went back to Australia by another boat. But when I arrived there, after a week, they say that uh, we are going to exile to Manus Island in north of PNG in the middle of Pacific Ocean. So I have been here for six years, uh, but I have uh, worked against this uh, barbaric policy and I uh, have published uh, many hundreds uh, articles in Australia and international media about this plight but uh, so I and yeah we, we continue uh, as a writer yeah yeah um, many of uh, the people uh, following very closely uh, your writings on uh, that has uh, appeared on many mainstream uh, uh, mm, uh, newspapers and uh, magazines but they, I want to uh, ask you uh, to uh, tell us a little more about the process of writing uh, this book because there are a lot of stories about uh, the writing process uh, like through whatsapp and like in the like a very difficult uh, situation so if you don't mind uh, can you tell us a little bit about the writing process of the book it's a kind of memoir yeah, I would say actually it is yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, actually, it is a, 
uh, uh, you know, with a long history. So, you know, I mean, writing this book. So for years and years, I have worked as a journalist and I published many articles about uh, this plight and the life inside Manus prison camp. And also, you know, I made a movie. I I did many uh, artistic works, but uh, unfortunately, uh, after years, I found out that still the uh, the people cannot, uh, you know, imagine how life is inside Manus prison. Yeah. Uh, 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 how life is inside Manus uh, prison. And uh, so... But there was a, like a kind of also uh, a kind of a literature uh, creation as well, because it has been written beautifully. You use poetry... You use your uh, uh, like creative writing in different styles. You have many uh, interesting characters like uh, Blue-Eyed Boy or uh, like Reza, like many other uh, characters that you uh, you have in this book. Uh, so uh, I can see that, that, that you have a, a very big passion for literature. Uh, so do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah, just I wanted to say that, you know, uh, I found out uh, that the journalism language is not strong enough that I describe life inside the Manus prison camp. So that's why I have started to write a book in with a literary language. And I think, you know, and I believe that, uh, uh, you know, literature has this power to challenge the structures. And unfortunately, my understanding is that journalism language, the current journalism language is relayed to uh, power, is relayed to uh, and rely on the, the government propaganda. So that's why I think I have tried to create a new language to, uh, you know, describe life inside uh, a prison like uh, Manu. So I think, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, writing this book, you know, it was a big achievement because it was really hard to write this. You know, Indeed. I didn't write work on this book, uh, you know, uh, as only a uh, novelist, you know, I was, I had uh, many different kind of roles inside the prison camp. Sometimes I had to be like a leader. Sometimes I had to work as a human rights defender. Sometimes I had to, uh, you know, work as a journalist, as a filmmaker. So it was really hard. So it was like a war zone. So that's why it was really hard to write this book. And the process of writing this book was a long process i had to send out uh, you know my writing text by text to my translator uh, uh, through whatsapp so it took a long time so uh, people ask me this question that uh, how did you write this book in whatsapp i my understanding is that you know it's not important that how did the, I write this book in WhatsApp or on the paper? Of course, I didn't feel safe with the authorities. So that's why, uh, you know, actually I didn't feel safe because it, uh, anytime it was 
possible that they attack my room and take my works or uh, so that's why I wrote it on uh, WhatsApp. But you know, I think the important thing is that uh, what this book is talking about, what I want the what I want to describe, what I want to say in this book. So, and I think that is the uh, the important part of. And you know, many people ask me this question about WhatsApp. But you know, in, in my view, you know, it is a normal thing because I used to write in WhatsApp. So it is not a yeah, it's not a strange thing for me. You know, uh, for people who are free, they it's hard for them to imagine that how a writer is able to write a book, uh, you know, 400 pages on only WhatsApp. But for me, it's uh, you know, if you give me a a computer now or paper you know i i don't feel comfortable to write i feel more comfortable to write on whatsapp because i used to write on whatsapp so of course it's not a strange thing for me let me ask you why this title uh, no friends but the mountains yeah you know no friends but the mountains is like a slogan in uh, Kurdistan, so people of uh, Kurdistan, Kurdish people, you know, you know, say that the Kurds know friend but the mountains, and that many times has uh, proved in the history of Kurdistan. And you know, just just two years ago, if you look at the referendum in uh, uh, the, the Kurdistan in north of Iraq, you can you could see that. Uh, all of the countries around the world were against the referendum, while 92% of people said uh, yes, voted yes to getting independent. So, right. you know, it, it was only a, a, a you know, simple example. You know, we, uh, you know, the Kurdish people, if you read the history of Kurdistan, you can see that, you know, that many times that uh, prove that Kurds no friend but the mountains. That's why right. they are the biggest nation in the world uh, without uh, having an independent country. So that's why I use that term to, uh, you know, to, uh, because a part of this book, uh, one of the layer, layers of this book is about my uh, background and about my, uh, you know, uh, in, about Kurdistan. So that's why I use this term, I use this uh, slogan to, uh, you know, develop it and expand it to uh, the 65 million people who are uh, displacement and they are, you know, so I use this to, uh, you know, introduce a part of Kurdish history and Honestly, I was uh, quite worried because I was uh, expected that some Kurdish uh, people say that why you use this, uh, you know, term to for the, another issue. But I think, uh, you know, I'm no. happy that I did that because right now that I'm talking with you, everywhere that I go, any conference that I uh, participate, any event. So, so far we had at least 60 events around the world in the universities. And in all of them, 
a part of the event was about Kurdistan. Very so good. That's why I think it was a big, uh, it was a big, uh, and still is a big chance for me to introduce Kurdish culture to make a space and opportunity that the researchers and writers and artists think about Kurdistan and talk about Kurdistan about the tragedy of uh, Kurdish history. So that's why I'm happy. But honestly, I was, uh, you know. Uh, a little bit, uh, you know, concern. But so yeah. I use this, and I think, uh, yeah, it was successful. Yeah, of course, and uh, uh, also geographically, uh, both of us from the are from the same part of Kurdistan. Uh, I miss a lot about wandering in the mountains. Uh, what do you miss most about it? Uh, especially beautiful mountains of Elam. Events I uh, attending one of the events in uh, actually it was an international philosophy conference in Sydney University, and one of the researchers, you know, she uh, had an article and he she did a lecture, and her lecture was very you know interesting for me because she uh, for forty five minutes only talk about mountains wow. and the role of mountains in history of Kurdistan and it was very interesting for me and she showed some uh, the, you know beautiful mountains of Kurdistan for in the panel so it was very interesting for me so of course you know sometimes uh, you know uh, I think about that so and you know nature is an important part of this book you know yeah. it is a, a the, so that's why i think uh, of course you cannot imagine a court without uh, you know loving mountains and think about mountains so of course mountains has a big role in Kurdish uh, history, even on the music, you know, if you look at the music of Kurdish, you can see that there is a, uh, you know, uh, the music is on base of, you know, the geography, which is uh, on, you know, lots of mountains. Yeah, so I agree. Of course, I think about that. So, no, so I agree. It's As really this... hard to look at. Kurdistan in front, you know, from Manus Island to Kurdistan because so many things uh, is happening there. Yeah, so it was, you know, one of the hardest things for me was following the referendum in, uh, in Iraq, Iraq. Kurdistan. and also, you know, yeah, to see that whole ISIS attack Kurdistan. So, uh, so many things happened uh, in uh, Kurdistan. So, just I was, you know, I was trying to be do, do something, something yeah. as a court so yeah 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 so uh, i'm not so familiar with the world of uh, with the world of uh, literature but uh, uh, if there is a refugee uh, genre in literature i think your book uh, uh, is really an outstanding example of this genre but beyond literature uh, you have been writing as you said and you have been doing uh, taking different uh, uh, roles as a human rights defenders and uh, as uh, someone who is kind of making the, becoming a voice of uh, what's going on on Manus uh, Island. Do you consider yourself as a voice of refugees? Yeah. Mm, you know, uh, I think 
uh, I am against this that the people, you know, all of the humanitarian organizations or human rights centers always try to be a voice of refugees because the refugees have voice right by themselves so i don't claim that so uh, and also you know regarding the book uh, you know i think this book is not a novel this mm-hmm. book is not a memorial this book is you know is not only about refugees and we cannot uh, you know reduce this book to only this kind of genre and also this book is not about you know we cannot include it to uh, literature prison you know or right prison literature so what how do you consider that is, like how yeah, do you want your reader to see that book yeah, it is anti-gen yeah yeah i think we say that it is uh, written on uh, you know anti-gen okay very and interesting also, uh, so it is with different kind of layers. It is about colonialism. It is about uh, you know philosophy of morality. It is about uh, you know uh, prison and life in prison. It's yeah. about uh, nature. It is about uh, of course uh, you know Kurdish culture. Right. So, uh, and also has a the philosophy called base. So that's why I think it is a new thing. It is my understanding. So uh, we cannot reduce this book to and put it in some particular category. Right. So we cannot do that. So it's we cannot say that it is a refugee literature or prison literature or right. no, we cannot do that. No, I in terms of style, even it's uh, very rich and it was very refreshing to read this kind of style. And uh, I leave that to uh, the readers uh, to uh, read your book. Uh, but uh, let me, uh, I don't want to take you, uh, much of your time because of your internet. Uh, anyone who's, as I said, following your Twitter must be horrified of uh, what's happening right now on Manus Island with the many suicides happening uh, recently, especially after the Australian elections and the winning of the Conservative Party. So what's going on right now? Yeah, unfortunately, our situation is really, really uh, difficult right now, and people have lost uh, hope completely. Uh, we expected that if Labour Party wins the uh, federal election, we'll accept New Zealand offer and we'll send us to New Zealand because New Zealand government uh, has asked to take us but unfortunately the australian government rejected their offer so okay. labor announced in the international in the national conference before the election that they are going to accept new zealand offer so when uh, they lose the election and the same government return and this the same government is more fascist you know it's fascist than the last one so right. unfortunately since that time you know, at least 30 people attempt suicide and doing, you know, deep self-harm. So just today, four more people did that. So it is, a, I think it is a humanity crisis and it is a real tragedy in Manus Island right now. So unfortunately, there is not medical facility in this island. For there is no intervention so, like medically, like psychological help or anything like this. I would no, 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 no. There, there is not uh, any 
psychological facility. So just they, uh, you know, left us here so to die. So right. that is reality of our life. And is there any sort of resistance, any sort of movement in Australia against uh, this inhuman uh, treatment? Yeah, definitely, definitely there is a movement in Australia, and but unfortunately, uh, you know, still a big part of the Australian society, you know, are supporting this policy because the right. government justified this. You know, because the uh, media in Australia, you know, they censor us. Right. There is a systematic censorship towards uh, refugees in, you know, Manusana and Island in Australian media. But still, uh, many people are reducing, many people are fighting against this barbaric policy. So, but honestly, I am very disappointed with the uh, current generation. So, right. Well, Beruz, nothing changed for us. We are here for six years. Right, Beruz, I, I really want to say that that okay, we as the Kurds may have no friends by uh, no friends but the mountains, but the Australian government and the Australian uh, people uh, must know that that uh, we are not going to forget. We will never forget what Australia is doing to you, and for that matter, uh, all the refugees that are subjected to. Uh, this really, really inhuman uh, situation that you are in. Um, uh, it's very, uh, it's unbelievable. And uh, uh, I can't believe that uh, uh, the international community is not doing anything about uh, about this. Uh. Yeah, unfortunately. So I don't know what should I say. So what I am doing here with, uh, alongside other people, you know, I'm tr- trying to record at Please record this for history. Right. Uh, so, of yeah. in the next generation. So, we couldn't change this completely. Yeah. The yeah. Well, Berujan, I know many people would have loved to uh, have you for the book launch uh, here in Toronto and in other cities in North America and to get a copy, a copy of your book with your signature on it. Uh, how can we have this dream to come true and how to end your nightmare and many of the hundreds of refugees on Minus Island? What can we do really to make a change in this situation? I don't know really, you know, many people ask this question, you know, I really don't know what people should do. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it's very important that people support our voice and to be here just i can't say that in any way that they can so and the reason i wrote this book was that exactly that people be aware of this situation i really don't uh, like it's a very uh, difficult situation to uh, to read your book to talk about it to have it launched to see it in uh, and bookstore shelves and think uh, that the same author is uh, still in this nightmare, still uh, having this difficult uh, uh, times. Uh, is there um, uh, anything else that you want to tell to your uh, Canadian and American readers as the end of this podcast? 
no, thank you very much. Yes, I think, uh, you know, I look at the world in a different way because I'm in this remote island. So I don't know how it's uh, hard to see the book in the bookshops and I be here because I'm looking at the, the world from uh, this remote island. So, uh, you know, I don't know what should I say, that hopefully, just I can't say that hopefully I get freedom one day, you know, yeah. and all of the refugees here, people yeah. here, and hopefully I have this chance to attend some events there and, you know, sign the book <laughs> for... <laughs> Uh, the readers but uh, you know uh, definitely I will be able internet is too slow it's very slow but uh, definitely we will have many uh, programs and I will try to attend the events via Skype or uh, yeah we are very much looking forward to that on the phone thank you so much let me end this podcast with a song by Delil Dilanar called uh, Panaber or the refugee.
Yeah, yeah. 